I do what I love and I work with a great team of people and to help my team through anything that they have going on in their lives and to help them achieve their passions and what they want to do, again, it's just a, a privilege for me. So I just feel super privileged. This is a privilege in life to be able to do what I do. That was Alexandra Sharp Keen. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Sala. I apologize for my stuffy voice in today's intro. It's allergy season, and I have been hit. It is not a cold, so not to worry. Although I do think that I might have overtrained last weekend and compounded with this week's action-packed work schedule and my 5 a.m. wake-up times, thanks to Lori and her new fitness routine, I think I might have gotten crushed. Anyway, I'm three days in and hoping to feel better this weekend and get my 70.3 training back on board, maybe do a long bike, and possibly the Shape Half Marathon. That will be a game day decision. In other news, I am very excited to share my new tips and advice weekly segment and have gotten so many great questions from listeners. So please keep sending them along via direct message, email, moneyonthemove1 at gmail.com or Facebook. We have a terrific portfolio of experts ready to answer all of your questions. Also, please share what you love and what you're listening to on your Instagram stories and tag us. Thanks, HK Simon Says, for the shout-out about Brothmasters. As always, if you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, on to today's guest. Back in February, I went to Telluride on a ski vacation and stayed at the Peaks Hotel and Spa. While everyone was skiing, I was hanging out in the spa and fitness center, swimming, running on the treadmill, taking classes, and of course, shopping for beauty products and interviewing today's guest, the amazing spa director, Alexandra Sharp Keen. Not only does she have an eye for discovering and curating great beauty and wellness brands, treatments, and experts, she is an avid skier, snowboarder, and runner, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a few sports. Alexandra has been doing what she loves since the day she graduated from college. Born and raised in England, specifically York, Northeast Yorkshire, the Downton Abbey country. As a child, Alexandra always dreamed of being a journalist. When she graduated from college, she immediately got a job working at one of the top newspapers in the UK, the Yorkshire Post. But when her best friend called and invited her to come live in the Italian ski resort of Cormeilleur to live in a ski chalet and work as a ski guide and area manager, she didn't think twice. Once again, at 21, she followed her passion and went with the flow. Alexandra packed up for her adventure and never looked back. Throughout her career, Alexandra has worked at some of the most prestigious resorts and spas, including spa director at Top Notch Resort and Spa in Vermont for 16 years, and most recently as spa director at the Calistoga Ranch, 
an auberge spa in California, and now she is at the Peaks Hotel and Spa. On today's episode, Alexandra and I talk about where her hospitality adventure began, her love of beauty products and wellness, box canyons and spiritual vortexes, the sports that fuel her for success, her world-renowned husband, Bud Keen, snowboarding pioneer and Olympic snowboarding coach to gold medalist Sean White and more, and her adorable Boston Terrier, Barnaby. I hope you enjoy. So this is so wonderful. Thank you so much for having me today in your office. You're welcome and welcome to Telluride in the Peaks Resort. Thank you. So now tell me a little bit about what you do here. Well, I am officially the spa director of the Peaks Resort and Spa. Basically what that encapsulates is that I take care of and look after and lead the whole spa operation. We are a 45,000 square foot spa. We have 30 treatment rooms. That includes aesthetics rooms, a massage and body treatment rooms. We have a full service salon. We have a wellness center. Wellness meaning hypnotherapy, acupuncture, nutrition consultations, and then we also have our fitness component. So we have a really awesome cardio and weight room, spin room. We have three group fitness class studios, fantastic team of personal trainers. Um, So really we encapsulate everything that a wellness spa has to offer right here at at the peaks. And so what brings you to Telluride? Really, it was a fabulous opportunity to me. I've been in the spa industry for, well, since 2001. Been very privileged to be in this field. It's a really caring industry and a great team of people that I work with, my peers and my colleagues. I was in Vermont for 16 years, had the privilege to work in Stowe, another ski area in the East Coast. Um, After some personal things, I had an opportunity to leave last year and do some consulting for Auberge Resorts. And I was at the Calistoga Ranch in Napa, which is another incredible place, very special place, another box canyon, interestingly, spiritual vortex. And then... Wait, um, what does that mean, box canyon, spiritual vortex? So a lot of people feel that some of the really great spas in the world are in vortexes, spiritual vortexes. And those seem to occur quite often in canyons. So... In Vermont, where I was in Stowe, we weren't in a canyon per se, but we were surrounded by the Green Mountains. So we were in the heart of the Green Mountains, right at the foot of Mount Mansfield. So a lot of our energy workers, our massage therapists, um, spiritual healers, all felt compelled to come to Stowe and Top Notch Resort in particular, which is where I was. So we had this wonderful team of carers who just really wanted to be at Top Notch, and I was lucky to be there. Funnily enough, this opportunity came up for me in Calistoga and that is a box canyon in itself and the Calistoga Ranch in particular is right in the back of the canyon at the end of the road if you will and the same thing we had a wonderful team of massage therapists and healers who really felt a compulsion to be there and then I loved being in Calistoga Napa's you know an amazing place I still felt the calling of the mountains i lived and worked in in ski resorts since 1998. Right, since you graduated from college. Exactly. We would find ourselves going up to Tahoe on the weekends, which is like a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour drive. And then through various mutual friends and mutual colleagues, I heard about the opportunity here in Telluride my husband was very familiar with the with the with the place and the resort again another box canyon and it just felt another compulsion to move here but also it being a, an amazing ski area you know it just felt like home and felt right to me so so did you bring some of the acupuncture and reiki and all of those spiritual wellness treatments to 
this spa here in Telluride? No, I was very lucky insofar as that already existed. Okay. Um, but what we've really done is build on those and bring yes. them more and more to the forefront. So as whereas those were kind of like a nice addition that we had, we're now really trying to make one of those the drivers of our spa yeah. and really incorporate those into the core philosophy. So when you come to Telluride, you really feel this feeling of all over wellness, fitness, a great energy, a great glow behind it. I feel the energy 100%. As soon as we start driving up from Montrose into the mountains, it, there's no words to explain. The energy just changes exactly. and you just feel like you can breathe and you feel like you're alive and you just want to get out and ski. You feel compelled yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and this was such a, an amazing property and it had all of the bits of the puzzle there. We just really needed to fine tune it and then bring it to the forefront and really start embracing the therapists that we have, the practitioners that we have and all of their skill sets because they're really phenomenal. And it's was so lucky in such a small area that is quite quite remote. We're not yeah. that easy to get to, but to have all of these talents and skills just here at our fingertips, it's so special. So to really make that our focus of this property and this spa, we can really make it a true destination and really put ourselves out there. It's like, this is where you want to come to feel better, to get that Telluride glow and to really heal and to leave feeling just better. And that's yeah. always my goal is for when people visit our spa you know we have amazing products luxurious treatments we're going to talk about that people, because but to just yeah. leave feeling better and I yeah. think that's the real purpose and I think that's how people do feel when they leave Telluride in general yeah I mean it's very down to earth very everything is very under the radar it's mm -hmm. not like glitz and glam mm -hmm. and that's something that I think if you're looking to kind of focus on yourself and get into wellness and just have a good time and nice people like the people that work here the people that live here yes, yes. um you feel like even though you're in a hotel destination you know ski resort that it also feels like everyone here is just so knowledgeable and they all have like a history or a story mm -hmm. behind like how they got here mm -hmm. to tell you ride or you know so I'm not surprised that there are so many spiritual people that are living in the area yeah, that absolutely. are practicing mm -hmm. here yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very privileged to have the team that I have and uh, just really want to embrace all of their skills and talents. And, you know, that will take us and grow us. And, and you know, if we take care of, of our team, then that transcends into the whole guest experience. Right. And that's what we were really looking for. And then how did you get into wellness? Well, um, I've kind of always been in the hospitality industry, per okay. se. My mom, um, my mum, <laughs> she was a, a trainer for um, Helena Rubinstein back oh, in the really? day. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. Okay. And, uh, my father was uh, a restaurateur. And, in uh, England. In England, yeah. yes, and owned restaurant groups. And I actually wanted to be a journalist. So my degree was in politics and philosophy. Okay. And I did six months for the Yorkshire Post, which outside of London is the largest broadsheet in the UK. And I was 21 at the time, and I think it was like a little bit too much too soon. And my friend, who was a year older than me, was doing ski season, ski guiding, and chaleting in Europe. And she was like, Alex, you need to come and ski with me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I gave up my real job and went to um, ski guide and area manage in Cormaia, Italy which is the Italian side of Mont Blanc, right. um, just across from Chamonix. And I had an amazing eight months in Italy. 
ski guiding and, and looking after English tourists in the area. And then I also did St. Anton, Austria the following season, um, area managing, and it was just phenomenal. I loved being in the cosmopolitan, you know, international environment, just meeting people from all different walks of life, the outdoor lifestyle, the mountains, the skiing. It just really spoke to me. And then I was offered a position in uh, the US, in New England, area managing New England. So it was like Stowe, Killington, Okemo, Mount Snow, those areas. And I took that opportunity because I'd never been to the US before. Right. And I was loving that and ski guiding and, you know, taking care of people. So you're a skier. That's your first sport. Yep. Yeah. Okay. An avid skier. I learned to race on dry slopes in college. And uh, I was at the University of Liverpool and skied for them. And on dry slopes, <laughs> and then, uh, so carpet essentially, and then it was over here and absolutely loving it. And I ended up breaking my tip fib, a compound spiral fracture, and so pretty significant injury. Yeah, and uh, had a lot of surgery, and was really after the surgery kind of you know a little depressed with things because I wasn't able to go back to my old position and, and ski like I did. I couldn't even get my foot in a ski boot. Right. And so I was really looking for ways to rehab and, and get back on track. I ended up um, having a lot of acupuncture and because I was in so much pain. My Achilles was seized. I was walking my foot out to the left. And uh, the acupuncture after two sessions was a complete revelation Yes, for me. I've um, had that experience with acupuncture. It's unbelievable. The, the pain relief was immediate. And then the release of my Achilles. And so I did three sessions a week for six weeks. I was rehabbing at a resort. I became a member um, that my orthopedic surgeon was also a member of, and he recommended I go there. This was top-notch resort in Stowe. They had a position open as an assistant spa director. I took that position. It spoke to me. I saw that I could help people with who'd had injuries, which, you know, in ski towns, there's a lot of people rehabbing, a lot of injuries. I loved the philosophies that, you know, the the spa encapsulated. I loved the fact that, you know, things like massage, cupping, acupuncture really help people get over those rather than, you know, taking, you know, medication. So I just, it really spoke to me. The business side of its aspect spoke to me. Right. There's a lot of politics and philosophy involved <laughs> in working in hospitality. So yes, yes. Know, my degree came into play and the rest was history. And it was a, a real building phase for that property. And I was able to be a part of taking it from a really recognized place that was affected by the drop in the economy in the 2000s. And then be able to be a part of rebuilding it again and taking it to a, a next level. And I'm very proud of that. It That's was, amazing. It was a really great period of, of my life. And I'm very appreciative of it. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so awesome. And were you doing the buying then for the spa boutique and for the products? Because I know that, you know, I was in the boutique here. I mean, if I didn't have to go back to New York and carry everything, (laughs) I mean, it's just I very rarely get into one spot where there's every single thing I want to buy from like Lord Jones to Tata Harper to all these great products. And I'm just thinking, wow, this is an amazing array and variety of product. Thank you. Yeah, I can tell. I'm a shopaholic. What can I say? Yes, (laughs) I'm sitting at your desk. And I'm like, oh, what's Instagram this? shopaholic. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, I did do, I did do all of the uh, the purchasing there, and I, I think I quickly found out that it's really important to have, you know, your core brands that you you base your treatments on, mm-hmm. that people can really get behind and yield real results. Very importantly, that your therapists really enjoy and really right. believe in, um, because you know the, the market is saturated yes. with with treatments with product and. 
Um, so it's really, you really have to find something that everybody can get behind and you build your base on your core brands. So here we have Naturopathica. Right. Naturopathica, I love Barbara Close. Exactly. And she's in New York. In she the Hamptons. She has a place, yep. a spa in the Hamptons. In the Hamptons. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she's a, a real pioneer in that respect. And, and her philosophies speak to the outdoors and the, you know, the organic nature of things that obviously ev- resonates very strongly here in Telluride. We do have SkinCeuticals, which, you know, for, for people who are wanting the dermatological treatments and are seeing the dermatologist and doing their peels, it, yeah. it really helps their skin. And then, you know, my personal favorite, Tata Harper for skincare. I just feel that Tata has come a long way over yeah. the last 10 years. Um, it's a much more stable treatment now, much much more stable product, and the results are quite phenomenal. And what I really have to do here in Telluride is look at our local clientele and what will help them and what will be good for them. But we have such a diverse range of guests traveling mm-hmm. here, Arizona, Dallas, Illinois, East Coast, South America. You know, I really feel that Tata has something for everybody mm-hmm. and somebody can find some something that works for their skincare yeah. within that line so those are the the base brands that we have here right. at the peaks and what we base our treatments on but then i really like to look outside of the box and see what is funky what is trendy what is pushing the edge what is pushing the industry and so we have um a bath and body bar that has the lord jones like right. you said we have go oil we have innocence organic beauty we have orgade single masks so things that we can switch i think out. we tried some of the masks we did we loved them yeah good and they're just things that you can swap into your daily regimen that aren't going to change anything up they're not a huge financial commitment but it lets you investigate and experiment and they're fun but it really keeps us you know on the edge of of what's going on in the in the industry so there's all these pop-up little entities these little you know organic farms that are creating masks and products and serums that you know i really want to stay involved with and help promote because it helps push the regular industry. Right. Are there any local brands that you're buying for the Yeah, we have a wonderful oil called Telluride Glow. um, Just a really great treatment oil for skin and body. Um, It just is super hydrating and then a really um, awesome um, oxygen mist as well. So I'm sure you've recognized since you've been here, there's not much humidity in Telluride. None. (laughs) So it dries us out very quickly and just this application is amazing. I've been using an oil on my skin the whole time I've been here because my skin is very yeah yeah it, it works super well and uh, so Telluride Glow we're very lucky to have that and that's a local product as well and we have some great soaps too from Crested Butte which is do- just down the road um, and they have like Alpenglow and Blue Mesa so all based on areas around around here as well so and do you feel like when you were in Vermont did you were you sort of dialed into some of the same products were you was it different what were you buying when you were in Vermont yeah it was definitely I think I feel like I've expanded my horizons considerably Mm -hmm. since I've moved from Vermont you know I I loved it we were it's so wild like when I was in Vermont we were dealing with you know people from Massachusetts Quebec Rhode Island Connecticut you know all of a different community different community and so different skincare regimens people looking for different things Um, And then I've moved here and now I'm dealing with people, like I said, Arizona, Dallas, Illinois, you know, California. So it's a whole other um, a whole other regimen to take, uh, you know, to take heed of. And so my horizons as far as skincare and wellness are concerned have broadened considerably. And it's been a real 
I mean, I was in Vermont for 16 years and I consider myself pretty au fait with most things out there. And this has even expanded my repertoire further. So it's been a real, it's been a, a real, a really great growing process for me. So I've enjoyed it considerably. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you get to meet Tata Harper when you were in Vermont? Because isn't her farm to, there? It's in Shelburne. Yeah. 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 I didn't get to meet her. Um, I would love to. Um, I'd like to go back. I know Shelburne really well, but I'm really thrilled that that product line has, yeah. has, has expanded like it has because again I feel like I always talk about Tata Harper on my podcast I'm gonna have to call her yes you, I think you should <laughs> I think I should yeah um but again it's I think for spas in this day and age with social media how it is and things like goop and that type of thing yeah um and Sephora being really going a bit more outside of the box than it used to yeah I think it's difficult for spas to get really cool lines in mm-hmm. sometimes they're a little staid they're they're very staples very traditional very good quality right um but not necessarily so much in the forefront of people's eyes but then with people shopping on Instagram a lot and Sephora and a lot of the really cool lines like Drunk Elephant, Drunk Elephant and, you know, Herbivore, that type of thing. They don't have a a treatment, you know, so you, they don't have a facial line. They don't have a pro line. Right. So you're, you're purely buying off, you know, what is advertised online essentially. So that's what I like about Tata Harper. They have the online social media presence, Mm -hmm. but they have a really strong facial line, back bar line to back that up. And I think that's what I, I re- resonate so with So your, your therapists and estheticians can use the products in the spa. Exactly. As well as selling them in the boutique. Exactly. And so sometimes a lot of the brands have like the front end products that you can buy, but not behind the scenes. Exactly. Like not for the, like for the estheticians. Behind yeah. and promote and really have. And that's why naturopathica about. is also great. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And then the nice thing about naturopathica too is it really resonates with our massage therapist. Um, sometimes it's tough for massage therapists to really get behind a product and really feel comfortable selling it. Yeah. Selling retail is not in their nature but with naturopathica they feel that by selling naturopathica they're really doing good and they're they're bringing a benefit to their client after the treatment and selling at the naturopathica arnica balm for example right which i need right now because (laughs) i seriously have been skiing for four hours and i'm in so much pain (laughs) but that really brings yeah they really feel that they're sending their client away with a benefit Mm -hmm. that they can take home and continue on with the treatment that they had here at the spa that's great do you have a lot of is it mostly people coming here from other cities and places or is it locally like people that live in the town locally we have a good mixture um we the the peaks resort and spa is very well supported by our local clientele um but we do have a a really diverse range of um, demographic when it comes to people coming to stay here um, like I mentioned, huge uh, support from Arizona, Texas, South America, Brazil, yeah. Argentina, um, Chicago area as well. So we we are very well supported by the drive by a, a drive market. We're not so much of a day um, resort. So you know, in like a Breckenridge, we don't have people coming up to ski for the day. Right. It's people coming for you know extended nights, so three or four nights, because we're slightly remote. But that's kind of almost the beauty of it. Right. You know, I'm sure you saw today. This is a really super busy week for us. There's almost 6,000 skiers on the mountain. 
I didn't even notice. The flying say exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's the beauty of Telluride too. It's, yeah. it's, there's something for everyone that's challenging. There's blues, there's greens, long greens. You know, you yeah. can ski top to bottom on a green, which is really nice for people. It's not just, you know, two minutes, you know, down yeah. and, and you're finished. You can really have a great long run. The views are incredible. So that's what's really and special about Telluride. And so now you're skiing. Yes. You were skiing today because you yes, said you I skied past today. us. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, you also snowboard. I do. Yes. I got into snowboarding after I broke my tib fib. Um, I couldn't get into ski boots and snowboard boots were much more forgiving. And my husband was a snowboard coach. So he was promoting that very strongly. And so, yeah, and, uh, I'm snowboarding super cool. I'm hopeless at it, but I like getting out there on the hill and giving it a good go. So. What do you love about it? I just feel like I'm kind of young again, I think. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I learned to ski when I was like four years old and I'm learning to snowboard in my 40s. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to be rad and, you know, down and cool. And um, But it's it's definitely in powder. There's a flow about it that you, that you don't get from skiing. So I, I'm really enjoying that and be down the hill with my husband too. Too, and, and watching him, you know, hop off, you know, rocks and through the trees. And well, so can really we cool. talk about your husband for a second? Sure. How did you, so tell me, what does your husband do for a living? So he is a snowboard coach. He's a, a snowboard coach at the Olympic level. So he was the head coach of the U.S. team um, from 2002 through the Vancouver Olympics. He was the head coach of the rookie team, uh, the U.S. rookie team. He was personal coach to Sean White. Um, he does consulting he uh, coached with the New Zealand team and the Olympics in Pyeongchang they got two medals which is the best result that New Zealand's had and now he's the head coach of the Chinese um, Olympic snowboard team for big air and slope style so he'll be with them through uh, the next winter Olympics in Beijing so did he inspire you to snowboard (laughs) he did I kind of thought I had to give it a go (laughs) I don't know that's why I'm skiing he got me all the gear so I couldn't say no right (laughs) but it's funny he um he's great he's super patient because one moment um, I have a funny story he took me to X Games in Aspen and uh, he was coaching Sean at the time and I was down at the bottom of the, the half pipe and if you've ever been to a half pipe event these things are massive that like the sides of the walls are 22 feet and it's sheer ice and um, he was like well come up to the top of the pipe you can watch the practice I'm like I don't think I can get up there you know because you have to either the walk or snowboard down okay. to it from a lift and I was like I'm not that good of, of a snowboarder he's like just get on the back of a snowmobile I was like I'm not sure I can do that. He's like, get in line, get on the back of the snowmobile. And I was in line with all these professional snowboarders, like, you know, Peitu Pirinen, who just won the silver, and Kazu Kokobu, who's like a Japanese rider. And I got in line with them, and I got on the back of the sled, and they took me up the side of the half pipe, and there was like people waving at me like I was somebody. And I'm like, hello, I'm nobody. <laughs> and got to the top of the pipe, and I'm like mincing around because it's terrifying. And uh, watched the finals that night, and Sean scored 100. Uh, which was like a record the first time anybody scored 100 we you know my husband bud was super psyched about that and was getting interviewed and the next day he took me to snowmass and we were on the bunny run and he's teaching me to snowboard on the bunny run and there's all these you know riders the pros going hey bud hey bud he's like hey this is alex on this bunny run i'm like that's too embarrassing (laughs) so but it was it was a really good time it was like super fun but um it's it's from the sublime to the ridiculous for him yeah so you know he he gets he says he gets as much fun coaching me on the the bunny run as he does for being at the 
the pipe, you know. I'm sure doing gold medals, but it's uh, it's kind of embarrassing for me. <laughs> well, I'm sure, and so and he loves it too. Obviously, that's yeah. like his passion. Was he a skier first, or no? He well, he he moved from Virginia Beach mm-hmm. um, in the 80s up to Stowe, and with the view to start skiing. And I think he tried it in like two tens. It wasn't his thing, and he saw a guy called Lowell Hart, who's the Johnny Appleseed of snowboarding right. in on the East Coast, uh, with like a, a Burton Woody performer, which didn't have bindings or anything like that. And Bud was like, "What is that?" And uh, Lowell took him out to snowboard one day, and that was it. It clicked, and that was back in the day in Stowe, and snowboarding wasn't allowed on the mountain. Right. So they'd get chased off the hill by the ski patrol. I remember that. Yeah, and the police would be waiting for them down at the bottom. And But he got good on the snowboard. It clicked with him, and he ended up becoming a pro for Sims. So he moved out to Tahoe um, for Sim Snowboards and then... And so you were with him this whole time? No, I no, wasn't. this wasn't. No, okay. this is before my time. Okay. And um, in his... Actually, Bud's first wife, Lucy, was a really prolific snowboarder as well. They did expeditions together in Chile and, and first descents in, um, in uh, Yosemite and stuff like that. And then he switched to Burton, came back to the East Coast, was a head coach of snowboarding at Mount Mansfield Ski and Snowboard Academy had a bunch of uh, East Coast kids who did really well, Jake Blavelt, um, and so on and so forth, and then got recruited by the U.S. team. So That's yeah, amazing. He was, he was there at the start of snowboarding um, in the East Coast, for sure, with Burton and, and whatnot. So That's yeah, cool. And and so I now, came along later. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and now you're snowboarding. And now I'm snowboarding Because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what you I do. I love it. The feel of it's great, and it's, it's really just being out there on the hill, whatever you do, making the effort to do it in all conditions. Just It um, feels amazing. I have does. to say, like, I've skied now. Well, today I did the most the most skiing I've done in the four days I've been here and it just feels so good and the mountains are so beautiful and the air is just like so crisp and if you stop like stop talking it's like so silent yes it's amazing yes and um, I think in Telluride too, if you just take the time to look up, the surroundings and the view, the San Juans, looking yeah. out at Mount Sneffels, it takes your mind off what you're doing. So you end up skiing or riding better because you're not as aware of yourself. You're paying attention to the yeah. scenery too. So And so yeah. you're also a runner and you also like hiking. So tell me. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I feel like I have to come back here in the summer. Yeah. The running here is incredible. I mean, I got into running as a way of getting out of stress. I was never a runner as a, as a kid not in school or anything and I ended up um, my mom went through um, advanced inflammatory breast cancer and treatment for that and I needed a release for that and I ended up running and in Stowe there's a really great rec path that would take you by the river and I would go out on my lunch breaks and time and it was just a really cathartic experience and you felt so good after running and then coming here I'm running at altitude this is my favorite thing to do here and it's amazing and I can the peaks the, the cardio room overlooks well, you can run on the treadmill and right. you can watch the heli skiing helicopter, which come is down what I've been doing, and take <laughs> yeah. off. So you're watching that, so you're like, "Oh my goodness!" So there's like five minutes gone on the treadmill. Then you're looking at everybody going from the ski in, ski out, the ski valet. Yeah. So you're just watching all the kids having fun, and you're just running along. Then you're looking out on Wilson Peak, and you know, and it's like the most amazing scenery. So it just takes your mind off it completely. And so even treadmill running here is just fantastic because there's so much going on that you can see from this cardio room. And then in the summertime, there's great rec paths, the trail running. It's just, it's incredible. And then when you've been running up here for a while to go down to sea level or a little bit lower, 
you just you can just keep going you yeah just go i'm kind of hoping that's what happens when i get back to new york it, on monday and i do a 12 mile run <laughs> it's it's amazing it's yeah. the wildest thing and you know living at altitude's super healthy reduces inflammatory problems and just your know, metabolism is increased so you know you eat super well and you sleep great after a while you know it takes you a little while yeah to get used it takes to like sleeping. two weeks right yeah you know you can definitely feel it at times you know i like i said i can run you know six miles on the tread no problem but i can walk up three flights of stairs and I'm still slightly out of breath yeah. but you still feel great after it so it's a, it's a really healthy environment to be in and you run in the summer outside yes yes we do my husband and I have a favorite loop down at uh, society turn we either run through the trees and the woods and you know do a six mile loop or just you know if we you know want to do something quick there's a great three mile too it's so. all trails trails and there's this tarmac too yeah and you can uh people cross-country ski on those trails in the winter as well so something for everybody and then telluride's going to be a huge destination for mountain biking this summer i mean there's already tell me yeah i heard that you guys are taking over the mountain for the yes mountain biking exactly there's already a, a really great trail system here for mountain biking fat biking in the winter but uh, we are putting telluride skiing golf are putting an actual trail system in a park for this summer so it's going to be available to buy day tickets for and you can ride the lift you can buy lessons this summer as well so it's going to be a real destination for mountain biking and a zip line going in as well so that's wow. going to be super exciting yeah. that sounds fun there's so much to do here in the summer it's beautiful the weather's fantastic too all the festivals every weekend and then fantastic you know things to do in the, in the summertime and then all of the hiking you know it's it's pretty incredible yeah i heard that a couple of my friends said you know that's something i should try when i'm here yeah definitely if you're into triathlons like yeah like you are you know come do laps in our pool and then you know i have been doing laps bike. in the pool the yeah. pool so the pool here is amazing yes it's like such a great pool mm-hmm. um it's like the perfect the perfect it's 25 yards yes three lanes mm-hmm. Yeah. four feet deep yes exactly yeah. Yeah, it's great four degrees and yeah it's, it's mm-hmm. hot it's warm it's it definitely warm. it's yeah. good i like that i personally like that yeah anyone who listens to my podcast has heard me complain about my pool at my gym that's freezing <laughs> but i go there anyway but yeah no it's great i've been swimming at altitude i've been trying to do just basically like a mile and a half two miles yep. every day nice to kind of work on my breathing but yes. yeah it's really nice and you have a great fitness program i noticed it's been from when I was here three years ago, you have a lot of good classes, different classes now. Yes, we've really tried to expand the, the fitness schedule. We, I mean, we have such a great facility that we just want to like really blow the class schedule out and offer as much as we can. So various different types of yoga. We have a fully equipped uh, Pilates studio. Um, we have the spinning studio. Uh, we have Peloton bikes here as well. Yeah. We actually do a Peloton-specific um, cycling class too. So if you have the app, the Peloton app, you can come in and do a, a, an actual class with our instructors and with other people in that studio as well. Hit classes, bar classes, ski-specific, rider-specific. This is really big climbing community, so we're doing climbing preparation Do you do any classes. climbing? I do a li- little bit. My husband's a huge climber. He wants me to just belay him the whole time. I'm like, fine, I'll do that. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's a huge um, rock and ice climber. But there is a climbing gym in town and a lot of really great climbs, and some year-round too here in Telluride as well. So we're really just trying to embrace everything that Telluride has going on so people can still do it here in the gym yeah. and not feel like it, everything's too gym specific so yeah, yeah. Rachel Legendre is our um, fitness director and we challenged her to come up with fun interesting things and she's taken that and run with us we did spin into hypnosis classes so right. spinning with a hypnosis focus at the end she did special Australia Day classes because she's an Aussie oh, really? so that was like spinning to all like great in excess you know men at work soundtracks 
So yeah. really try and make things super fun. Yeah. So people are like, okay, I really want to go do this class today. It's going to be a grind, but it's going to be so much fun. So that's, you know, the focus moving And do you forward. find a lot of the people that are staying at the hotel are coming to the classes as well? They are, yeah. yeah. And I think that they arrive and they're like, oh my goodness, that's super fun. We can go and do that for an hour this afternoon. And, yeah. you know, and it's a really nice break to relax, but you're still doing something, so. Yeah, yeah. I've been having fun because I'm usually running, biking, and swimming. So it's nice to kind of have the opportunity to take a class that's just totally different. Exactly. Speaking of fitness and fun, when I'm on the treadmill and I'm looking out the window onto the snow and outside the hotel, it looks like everyone has dogs here. Do you have a dog or cat? I have the most special little guy ever. His name is Barnaby. Okay. He's my Boston Terrier. He's our kid. He's my child. <laughs> and he loves it here. He absolutely loves it here. He's um, he's he's like a special little kid. And he loves it here. So what does he love to do here? So Barnaby's a Boston Terrier. And if you know Boston Terriers, they're, they're quite the personalities. Yeah. They're incredibly intuitive and their vocabulary is massive. And he is a little bit of a fair weather kid, but he likes it here because there's no humidity. There's no bugs. And even in the winter, it's not that cold. So he loves fast running through the snow. We take him outside and go, Barnaby, do fast running. And he just careers through the snow. And then he's like, okay, take me inside now. And he like crouches down and picks up his paw. So I know I have to pick him up and take right. him inside. He won't put the boots on. He does the funny spider walk. In the summertime, he loves fast running with his Frisbee outside. He loves his Frisbee. And then he lays down and sunbathes. And he absolutely adores the, the, the climate here. So he it's wonderful for him. And there's there's a gazillion dogs here. Telluride is super dog friendly. Yeah. And there's like huge like Bernie's mountain dogs, big labs. And Barnaby is kind of like the little guy out there. But he holds his own. He bosses everybody around. And he runs around with his Frisbee in his mouth. And it's kind of like you can look, but don't touch. So, so he just funny. runs around with that. So. I saw we have our dog with us this time. Great. Yeah. So what did your have? dog, we have a schnauzer. Yes. And we have an Australian Labradoodle at home. And so the Australian Labradoodle, we couldn't fit him in the bag. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we just took the schnauzer. And also, like, I think the schnauzer needed a little vacation from the Australian Labradoodle because so Thor, he's eight and Charlie, our Labradoodle, he is a year and a half. We just thought it would be good for Thor. But I I feel like Thor has been experiencing some altitude issues. It's possible. Yeah, I think definitely when I got here with Barnaby, I'd been in California right before I came here. So I hadn't been in altitude at all. And in the middle of the night, I could, I would definitely wake up and, you know, I'm like, oh, why am I a little out of breath here? And then, oh, it's because the altitude drink plenty of water. But Barnaby definitely had a couple of turns when I could tell that he was a little off. I couldn't quite pinpoint what it was. And he was definitely drinking a lot more water than, than was normal. But, you know, dogs are sensible like that and they'll go and do it. They just know what they want. Exactly. But uh, I think it definitely gets to dogs as well. So, but now he's acclimatized and he's great and he's, he's 10 years old and loving life and, uh, you know, very fit. That's so adorable. Now that I know Barnaby's fitness routine, what's your go-to workout? So I really like to do, say, like an 11-minute core workout that I, I use as a, as a warm-up for my runs. And I use various different apps for my runs. So sometimes I'll just do a really steady jog and do three miles and, you know, 30 minutes, a, a nice run like that. But then I like to switch it up a little bit and do some intervals. So some sprints, some passive recovery, some active recovery, walking, um, you know, on incline. I'm not a very good incline runner since I broke my leg, but um, I'll definitely walk on incline and then do some sprints. 
intense. I enjoy that. And then I'll go into the weight room and do some more abs, some squats, some kettlebell workouts, that type of thing. So that's what I enjoy doing on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And then, so for example, I was mentioning to you yesterday, my husband and I, it was snowing. It wasn't that cold. But like, let's go outside and and do a good run. And um, so we ran, we just did like three and a half, four miles in the cold, in the snow, got dressed, you know, properly, great shoes on. And running in the cold, actually, and in the snow, it felt super good afterwards as well. You're burning twice the calories too. So, you know, at the end of it, it just felt really, really rewarding. And we're like, yeah, let's go have that beer and the chicken wings now. (laughs) Do you have special sneakers that you wear when you're running out in the snow? Outside, yeah. I have a really great pair of La Sportiva trail runners. They're waterproof. I just feel really, really secure in them. They they support my foot really well. I have orthotics Mm -hmm. in my sneakers and I can slip those in. I just feel super secure in those when I run. I, I really like those. It sounds like you really love it here and love what you do. Is it ever stressful? It just seems like such a perfect place to be. You know, I really don't think of my job as stressful. I really feel of it as like a complete blessing. I, I'm in the hospitality industry. I, And a lot of people say that's not that hospitable for the people that work in it, but I don't really see it that way. I feel like I'm here and I can make a difference to people's lives. People are here on vacation. They're here, you know, to get away from their stresses and for me to be able to help them with that and to have a good time to see families together, the children having a great time, multi-generational families, you know, the grandparents. It's a real blessing for me to see that and anything that I can do to help them have a better time, I I just see that as, as... something I want to do and, and feel very passionate about. I had I was an only child. I've lost both my parents now, so I feel like I live vicariously <laughs> through these people sometimes. And it's just, it, I just feel like it's a real blessing. And and to if, the, if somebody's having not such a great time for me to be able to help solve them with that, right. it's just super rewarding. And that's not stressful. That's so you do really what you love. Thing. I do what I love. And I work with a great team of people and to help my team through anything that they have going on in their lives and to help them achieve their passions and what they want to do, again, is just a, a privilege for me. So yeah. I just feel super privileged. This is a privilege in life to be able to do what I do. So yeah. it sounds like you've been doing what you love since you left I think, university. I think I have. I think I've just always wanted to, whatever I've done is try and do the best that I can do in what I'm doing. And I feel like if I'm trying to do that, then I'm enjoying it, you know, right. no matter what it is. And I think Definitely what I've learned a little bit along the road is probably when I first started out in this, I was, I'm, I'm a very competitive person. And I think that my compassion has grown and my life experiences have helped shape me more. So I'm, I'm more caring within my realm. As an only child, you can sometimes be a little insular right. and maybe not as appreciative of what other people have going on in their lives. And I think I've definitely grown in this respect and this industry has helped me grow in that respect and be much more empathetic, sympathetic to everybody. So I think that being in the spa and hospitality industry has helped me grow as a person. So that's what I feel very, um, very fortunate in that respect as well. And and especially when my, my mom went through her illness, the people around me really came together to help me. And it was a little unexpected, I will say. Again, being an only child, I wasn't looking for that. I was like, I can do this on my own and whatnot. And then you realize you can't really do it on your own and then have them just automatically come together and help me just, again, really you know, made me appreciate what I have in life and what this industry brings to everybody. So I just feel like I want to protect it, do the best that I can. That's amazing. It, so yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. You were t- 
the community and vibe here in Telluride feel wonderful. And I've only been here for a couple of days. It's funny, and I think these, these you know, communities that we're in, you know, like the triathlon community and things right. like that and sporting communities, um, they do foster family environments for people. And, I mean, I was walking down the, the street, and um, I, I, it was Aspen, actually, um, when I had first met my husband, I was first kind of comprehending what he did, and at the time he was coaching the U.S. team. But uh, a Norwegian snowboarder came up to us, and um, she had known him for years because they they all stand at the top of the half pipe together, and they all train in the same areas, and they're all doing these incredibly dangerous tricks and yeah. spins. So they all have, you know, they all support one another. And she came up to him, and we were introduced, and she said, "Oh, this is Bud. He's our spiritual leader." So even though he wasn't like the coach of their national team they were still looking at him as a supportive figure and that's what you know they do in that industry because it's so dangerous and so that you know that I really took that to heart and that's what I'd really like to be in this industry too is just very supportive of people and you know in general so you know if we all help one another our our lives are are better on a day-to-day basis. Well I think Telluride is a pretty amazing and magical place so I definitely get it yeah yeah absolutely it's a great community back to the spa Mm -hmm. and all the amazing beauty products are there some products that you're that you have on your radar that you're sort of secretly loving that you're thinking about bringing here or that you just like on your own yeah what are some of your favorite products well we mentioned Tata Harper they just brought out a um, like a hydrofloral mask okay uh, full of hyaluronic acid so you can either do that as an overnight treatment or as a you know a single treatment in a day that's you know my go-to right now the toner you put the hydrofloral toner on first and then the mask on top your skin just sucks it up you look so dewy afterwards yeah it's incredible um they just brought that out i absolutely love it and then we did bring in the hydrofacial machine so have you ever had a hydrofacial no i have not i think of this as like it's like a really great decongestion exfoliation machine for the skin so you know how sometimes people will do ultrasound to break down scar tissue yes. after surgeries Think of it like that. It's a wand that they use that will really break down congestion in in the skin. Um, And then it's a serum infusion afterwards. So it really preps the skin for any serum infusion. So if you have any form of um, discoloration, hyperpigmentation, Mm -hmm. it's great for that. Um, To really brighten up the skin, get rid of fine lines and wrinkles, which we all want to do all the time. It really helps the serums infuse into the skin for that as well. So super excited to have that treatment. And you can do like a 30-minute hydrofacial treatment coupled with a, a Tata Harper facial. Your skin's amazing afterwards. So we're really working on that too right now. And then really working with uh, CBD companies to see what we can do as far as treatments are concerned. Mm -hmm. That's super hot right now, super fashionable, trendy. We really want to make sure that we're not just using a CBD lotion just for the sake of using one and really finding out the best ways to incorporate that into our treatment. So is it is the best way to do it with a reflexology. Should we use a CBD lotion with some hot rock therapy rather than just say, okay, this is a CBD treatment. So the Lord Jones is working on a lot of great products, um, super high end. We really enjoy that treatment and that product. So that's what we're going to be looking to do in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing. Well, this has been really great. Thank you for visiting us. This has been so awesome. for taking the time to chat with me. I really enjoy talking about all things. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, 
links in the show notes. And of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, moneyonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 